who's hosting this week? <laughs> you are. We decided this. I forgot. Welcome to <laughs> Crying in the Book Club. We were a podcast about comic books, and we're still a podcast about comic books, but uh, different this time. That's we're, true. We're here to talk about Scott Pilgrim. Did we really throw you off that much by, you know, reminding you that you were the one who was hosting this episode? Uh, no, I just nailed it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's true. true. Well, There's a recording, so. It would have been, you would have nailed it even more if you said the names of the people well i was about to oh okay i'm here with my co-host john luke hi john luke who are you who are you i'm gonna tell you oh okay i'm don't don't backseat host i know you hosted like 284 episodes i am introducing my good friends first and then i will tell you who i am fair enough i'm i'm john luke that's me i i'm i'm being really rude this episode i'm sorry and who else am i with and i'm alex you gonna do that voice the whole episode? Yep. <laughs> Sounds good. And I am Emily. And we're yeah, here to we... talk about Scott Pilgrim. We are. Scott Pilgrim versus the world, specifically. I, I just well, yeah. Say, um... I mean, I guess, yeah. is that officially the the title of the, the whole... No, it's... No, 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 no. I think it is just Scott Pilgrim. I think Scott Pilgrim versus the world is... That's just the, the movie of... and one of the volumes. It's one of the volumes, yeah. Yeah. I gotta say, I love the, um, you know, we, we have our snazzy opening, um, courtesy, courtesy, courtesy of Gwyn. Yes. And uh, it was nice that we're doing the show where we're, we're using video, you're not going to see it. No, it I'm not nice recording to, uh, this video. I had the option, chose not to. But it was nice. It was nice to groove to the music and see and see Emily and John Luke. It was like, I could see us in a club awkwardly dancing. Was the, was the we were, on. in that moment, we were truly crying in the book club. It's true. I, I don't know how to do any dancing in a club that's not awkward, so it, 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 you know, that was probably about what you would see if I went clubbing or me sitting at the bar drinking, sadly. I, yeah. People I don't drink. I think <laughs> I John drink. Luke and I would just be sitting at the bar. I can see Alex out there dancing. Oh, I'll come sit at the bar with you guys. Yeah. And insist. Oh, yeah insists yeah insist you don't drink yeah you know who else doesn't drink who scott pilgrim yeah yeah the, the legend the sober legend it's, it's so straight edge <laughs> king <laughs> he's you you don't see it I, actually they removed this for the they removed this for the color printing but he actually does have the black x's no! on his hands <laughs> Uh, in the black and white version, you could see it, but they decided for the color. For the, there was just an error for the color printing where they like they used the fill tool on his arm, and it just all got the flesh tone, and it went over the the black X tattoos that oh, straight edge Scott Pilgrim has. So I thought I thought he was edgy. I thought he wasn't edgy, but now I'm like... his, his, his X tattoos. Yeah, his gone? X tattoos. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I want. I wasn't to... going for that, but it, it is a sort of a, a nice <laughs> double entendre. I want to start uh, with Alex here. You had not read this. No, I had seen the uh, you know the award winning movie set in Toronto, starring Michael Sarah. Um, How do you feel and... about this work as a Canadian? Uh, it's like it's great. It's like you see you see a lot of places that are uh, now uh, demolished. Like you know, Honest Ed's is there. It, it, I mean, it gets demolished in the comic too, and it's demolished in real life, which is a nice little. Uh, Okay, I actually have a question, and you know maybe we should save this. But have you have you been to Honest Ed's? Oh yeah, 
how accurate is the the portrayal of it in the in the they got it's it's huge it's like a city block and you never know what you're gonna get but you know it's gonna be crap but you know it's gonna be cool (laughs) it's like it's it's a wild it was a wild place you know rip it's it's now gonna be condos so oh that sucks very sad yeah yeah, yeah. everything everything is condos at at some point yeah i hope to someday be a condo (laughs) Yeah, it's a family tree uh, reboot called Family Condos. <laughs> uh, daughter just starts turning into a condo. Damn, oh, just leave just, her. T- honestly, yeah, yeah. Don't even bother. That's that's that would be really grim. That's that like the be. really dark, you know, much more upsetting version of that of that comic. But that's not what we're talking about. I should leave the <laughs> leave the references. Alex, you, I, I. I apologize for for no it's okay yeah i mean like talking about your first experience with this comic i heard i heard great things about scott pilgrim as a comic and i i I quite like the movie i've seen it a couple times and i was like oh this is you know a quirky movie with with michael Sarah. i I would say the definitive michael Sarah role in my eyes um having not seen super bad which i think he's in yes yes guy who's only Um, seen one michael Sarah movie (laughs) 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 this is his best performance yet Above and beyond. I actually, th- oh, no, I've seen Juno. I've seen Juno. So, you know. Oh, yeah, he is in Juno. He is. Yeah, he plays Juno. He plays. <laughs> the, the, the titular, titular yeah. Juno. Um, but, yeah, yeah the, reading Scott Pilgrim, um, it's, it's interesting that it was released. So, was this released in like six issues kind of thing? Like six, well, six volumes. Issues? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. So, it was like a manga style, like. Mm hmm. Okay, yeah, okay, it didn't have, sense. as far as I know, and Emily, you can maybe correct me, because you probably were more closer to reading it when it came out than I was. Uh, that's not uh, true at all. Uh, okay. <laughs> we'll get to that. Okay. But... Uh, I believe it was it never had like an issue to issue release. Like it was, uh, it was released only as the It was the pub- published in Tankobon. I don't know what that means. That's but. what they call when you take like you know issues. It's of a uh, a manga and you collect them into a volume. They're called tankobon. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Yeah, we call them uh, trades. Well, and, yeah. You know. Here in America, here in America, <laughs> trades. Uh, yeah, and then I read six volumes of Scott Pilgrim. Here we are. Um, yeah. Uh, John Luke, what what about you? This is obviously not your first read. Uh, no, when did no. when did you first read it? How old were you? Uh, so I definitely would have read it after I saw the movie, and I definitely read it after it was finished. So, I I, I it was around the time I got into questionable content, the the web comic as well. <laughs> I read them like kind of in tandem with one another, um, which was you know kind of perfect. So I. I I assume based on those benchmarks, I must have been like a junior in high school. So 2013 or so. So probably because it ended in 2012, I think. Because it definitely finished after the movie came out. So yes, pretty close to when the comic actually finished. Yeah, the the last volume uh, came out in 2010, I think. Oh, interesting. Okay. For some reason, I thought that it finished after the movie. Well, it did. Um, I mean, like... Well, what happened was the movie finished filming and the finished version of the sixth volume came out after they had finished filming. So, like, they didn't have necessarily, like, gotcha, at least yeah, I think so. Uh, no, but, you're, you're, you're right. I'm, I think I'm thinking of the, the hardcovers, which. Yeah, the hardcovers came out a oh, couple ones, years later. The, the colored versions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. 
yeah no that makes sense but definitely after the movie and i saw the movie first i i, I saw mm-hmm. the movie not when it came out but only like a year or two after like probably 20 okay. or 2012 alex alex did you see it in theaters no, I saw I saw it on DVD sometimes. Oh wow, that, okay. That so also... I'm the only one that saw it in yeah, theaters. I, I didn't yeah. see it in theaters either. It was I on... went to like the midnight showing. Wow. Yeah. Before you read the comics or Yeah, or before I read the comic, okay, I just okay, I had cool. been seeing the commercials. I thought it looked really cool. I had like a a group of friends that liked comic books, so we were just like, Yeah, let's go to the midnight showing. Nice. That's the first yeah. Edgar Wright movie I saw as well. Yeah, this was yeah. definitely my first Edgar Wright movie for sure. And I definitely saw it without knowing, with no knowing it was an Edgar Wright. I think I'd seen Hot Fuzz. Uh, I was like aware of like Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead, but I had not seen either of them. Yeah, I don't remember. I I definitely remember that the reason that I watched the movie was because it was on some like IGN top twenty five comic book movies. That's very funny. Which is (laughs) which is like when I was in high school, that was like how I decided, like how I decided what I was gonna pirate. Uh, that night to, to watch over the. Oh, uh, I used to know. read so much IGN in high school. Like I know, so I mean that was just, that's the way, yeah. that's that's what it was. And I, I, you, it's it's funny because I I didn't even like love the movie. Like I definitely enjoyed it, but I didn't really love the movie until after I read the comic uh, for the first time. I will say I watched the movie today, and it was the first time I had seen it since reading the comic and i have a much better appreciation for it now than i did when did you read the comic for the first time okay so i saw the movie midnight when it came out and i watched it a couple of times like in the years after that just like with friends or whatever and then i didn't fully read the comic until probably like 2015 (laughs) oh okay wow so that's i i always assumed just knowing you no yeah and i read scott pilgrim forever and i can see why because it seems like something that like if i had the thing is is if i had gotten a hold of this comic uh, as a teen, it would have done incalculable damage. Instead, just yeah. just seeing the movie did incalculable damage to me as a person. I'm telling you, uh, like shotgunning, I think about 1,500 questionable content uh, pages in like the same month period that I read all of Scott Pilgrim, like caused my brain to melt. Oh, I was so into question. We won't. Years. We will not get into it. But I'm. I was so into questionable content. Maybe. Uh, book club topic that would, be, that would be fun it's so long now i problem. know but we it could definitely break it up i think i i feel do. like we could take a chunk of it but anyway yeah. neither here nor there um yeah i just like i never got around to it i always really liked the art style i loved the video game but like i just i never i just didn't get around to it and then like the color editions came out and i was like well, you know, why not? So uh, I've actually never read it in black and white. I'm so am I the only one who's read the black and white editions? Probably. Yep. Oh, okay. That's interesting. That's how I read it first. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the color editions had already come out. Um, and there's some other changes. It's not just... There's like some extra... There's like some extra content in the uh, colored versions as well. There's like some backup stories. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one with Kim that I really like that I don't believe was in the black and white ones. Mm-hmm. I think the free comic book day special is included in the color. Yeah, yeah, I remember reading that when I read the first color edition. I actually, yeah. uh, for this read, I got um the 
uh, it's like a full color omnibus that has it all collected in one. On Comicsology. Yeah, on Comicsology, yeah, it didn't have any of too. the. Uh, it didn't have any of the bonus material or anything. I yeah, it doesn't. I, I had oh, to go to. I had to go to the curse site to because I was like, I thought it was very was, weird. <laughs> so I, I, it's kind of a side story. I, I had this the Twitter icon that was that panel of Kim with her face in her hands for a really long time. And when I started reading Scott Pilgrim again for this reread, I was like, oh, I'm going to change it back. It turns out I deleted the file. So I was no. like, oh, when I when I get to that part in the comic, I'll just, you know, screenshot it again <laughs> and use it. And I just never got to that part in the comic. And I'm like, that's fucked up. Oh, so I had yeah. to go, because it's in one of those like backups. So I had to go onto the curse site uh, to, to screenshot uh, a pirate <laughs> version of that. I technically have like the, the last three volumes of the color edition also on comiXology but i had read the first three because they were available on unlimited and but then i saw the the omnibus and i was like well i might as well just like have just it easier. all yeah yeah but yeah i w- i was shocked that it didn't have any of the bonus content but i guess it was yeah i was surprised by that too i think this was a paperback release so maybe that's why like could be it's not the deluxe, the super ultra deluxe edition. Yeah. yeah. I read it on the curse site. Um, and I also <laughs> ordered it, but like I read it and then I ordered it like very soon after that. Nice. Off of, off of yeah. I, I, I wish I had my physical copies. I honestly again. wish I had a physical copy, but instead I'll just, uh, admire my, uh, Ramona figure that I've got on my bookcase. That's, that, that, that's pretty good too. Uh, unfortunately I sent it to my house, so it's not here, Yeah, but that's a- when I get home, there'll be a nice, <laughs> I mean, it looks gorgeous no matter how you read it. I mean, like, that's one of the big things. About, uh, the art like, is so good. Is it is, it's be- I mean, Brian Lee O'Malley has such a, at least for Western comics, such a distinctive style that's like borderline chibi, but like not quite all the way yeah, there. It's this yeah. really, like, I really loved in the early 2000s, there was a lot of this, like, before anime was really as big of a thing, we had a lot of stuff that was like clearly influenced by anime. So you had like Teen Titans and like Puffyami Yumi. Those are a little later than Scott Pilgrim, but like, yeah, like I, I really loved this like middle era of artists emulating uh like chibi japanese anime inspired styles yeah i mean it's a it's a pretty drastic shift from from watchmen uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago i mean it's funny because oh, like, absolutely you know watchmen a comic that is like you know the like stylistically i, I mean the art or is very like it looks like what you expect a superhero comic a traditional comic american comic book to look like is in love with nine panel grids i think the only time this scott pilgrim uses a nine panel grid uh is when envy calls him for the first time before she comes back to toronto and it is used in it's employed so brilliantly because it's like everything else is like you know brian lee o'malley is like messing around with the the layouts a lot like there's a lot of full page spreads in in scott pilgrim gorgeous there's a lot of like different panel layouts depending on like what the story needs what he wants to emphasize and then when when she called when when Envy calls him and he's in the in the in the dark apartment that he shares with Wallace, it's just like nine panel grids, and it's just so perfect that I think it's two or three pages of nine panel grids, and it is just so perfect at like conveying how boxed in he is in that moment. Like it is so like it's exactly the thing we talked about with Watchmen last week, where it creates that like 
sort of claustro- almost like claustrophobic uh, atmosphere and just like bringing it in out of nowhere for mm-hmm. that scene is so perfect. It's such mm-hmm. a, I mean, and, and I mean, O'Malley is like really clearly somebody who thinks very deeply about like the structure of, of his comics. I mean, that, that flows like that's not just in Scott Pilgrim. That's, yeah. you know, lost at sea seconds. I mean, even though he doesn't draw Snot Girl, it's, it's, you know, a big part of Snot Girl as well. Yeah. I, mean, I haven't like, read Seconds, but it is getting a movie or so. series yeah, or something. Yeah, I linked an article in our group chat. They, they announced the actress for it. I don't remember who it is. Uh, it was Blake Lively is directing. Okay. I have no idea. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Seconds but is it, really good, but. I, yeah, I have not, I've not read it, but I've seen some pages from it just online and I, I think especially after this revisit of Scott Pilgrim, I I may just check out seconds just just for funsies. It almost feels like a spiritual sequel to to Scott Pilgrim. I mean, it mm-hmm. was written like years later. I think maybe twenty fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, so. I remember uh, seeing yeah. it like in bookstores when it first came out. Also, yeah, uh, it's Blake Lively is making her directorial debut uh, as cool. uh, director of Seconds. That's cool. Yeah. yeah um but yeah it, it feels very much like a spiritual successor not to get too much off off scott pilgrim but yeah it's almost like you know taking a a kind of a similar character to scott who is sort of directionless but envisioning them you know a few years down the line when they you know more so have their life together but mm-hmm. still you know are kind of a, a hot mess yeah as as scott is that's one of the things that is so like and this it's this is one of the weird things about reading Scott Pilgrim. And I read it, I reread it during the pandemic. I haven't read Scott Pilgrim as many times as I've read Watchmen, but I have read it a lot in my life. Um, it's it, one of the weird things about reading it as an adult, and specifically as a college, like ever since I graduated from college, is like total one eighty on my perspective on it. It was I remember in high school finding it very aspirational of like, man, this guy's life rocks, and and, and you get you get it that like. Well, you get on the surface that like, yeah, I mean, he's a mess. And I, and I think that's, I, I don't I, think that's... I feel like we need to clarify for the listeners that what just happened is that Alex held up a sign that says Scott sucks. Yeah. And also, we John should say the plot of... To it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We well, should say actually, the plot of Scott's Pilgrim before I get into, before I get into that. We're getting a little in the weeds. Um, I have, <laughs> uh, I wrote down some introductory, like background notes on Scott Pilgrim that, uh, that I could read to you if you would like i i would like well you don't have to read them to us but uh, you can read them to us or summarize them or or you know like background info you think was helpful to um, to frame this i mean like uh uh, scott pilgrim written and drawn uh almost entirely by brian leo malley uh he only got a couple of assistants uh by like the sixth volume which i don't know if either of you noticed but the sixth volume has like slightly more complicated backgrounds than the rest of the series it's i'm sorry brian it's really not that noticeable <laughs> i i appreciate the effort but it's really just not the that noticeable. so much better in the sixth volume <laughs> but um i i you know using assistance is great good job but um he mostly drawn by this one guy brian lee o'malley uh he wanted to create a shonen style comic uh after reading rumiko takahashi's ranma one half if uh i know the two of you are not as up on uh your your manga and anime rumika takahashi did uh inuyasha and uh 
she she's had a bunch of other series but inuyasha and rama one half are like the big ones uh shonen is a genre of japanese comics aimed at adolescent boys uh o'malley was inspired to create the series and the character of scott pilgrim after listening to canadian band plum trees 1998 single scott pilgrim uh, scott pilgrim was originally published in black and white because it was cheaper than doing color uh the ending of the story wasn't developed until work began on volumes five and six which would uh, not be released until after the film adaptation had continued or had concluded production. Uh, they, do you guys know about this? The original yeah. ending of the movie? I didn't know about this until literally yeah. today. The, so the movie the was originally going to end with Scott getting back together with knives, which is like cuckoo bananas. Like, I cannot huh. believe that any movie thought that that was a, a good good way to go with that ending like <laughs> i feel i don't know i we'll get into it i feel like the whole movie is about like the movie spends the whole time being like it's kind of dumb and fucked up that scott's dating this high schooler and then to just like have him get together with her at the end but now seems... she's in university but in the movie crucially in the movie she she's not uh she, she's not in high school yeah, she the the movie doesn't have the characters really age the same way as the the comic does. Oh, right, like yeah, so she still she would have been yes. seventeen at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so she's not yeah. university at the end. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. even more fucked up than. Yeah, the movie takes place over like maybe like a couple of weeks at most, whereas the the comic yeah. takes place over like months. It's like a year. Yeah, it's at least a year. Yeah. Well, for the whole thing. So it's he he starts he's he starts dating knives at the begin like basically at the beginning and she says at the end that they started dating when the like the they met the day she turned 17. And yeah. and she was 18 but it wasn't like her 18th birthday. So it was a little Yeah, so a little bit a little bit longer than a year, yeah. yeah. But yeah, anyway, I didn't know that about the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean I, I don't know, like talking about, we could talk about the movie. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we can get into that. I just still am kind of not over it. It's, suffice to say that Edgar Wright is not like known for writing good female characters. I have a friend who hates by, Edgar Wright. So, you know, as evidenced by last night in Soho, not, 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 not great at writing women. Not, the, not the greatest. Still haven't seen I'm that. trying to think of one woman who's been written well by Mr. Wright. Hmm. Um, the Ant Man's girlfriend. Oh wait, no, he got he got kicked from that movie. <laughs> uh, the Wasp. <laughs> There's God damn it. There's a movie called Ant Man wow. and the Wasp. I should remember what Ant Man and his girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I mean, I think it's important to the 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 manga influences are super important. I mean, mm -hmm. anime influences are super important. Yeah, um, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned Utna yet. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't come up. Um, I. Scott Pilgrim is Utsuna for Canadians. I have said this. I will say this. <laughs> like, it has... I, and, John, I know that you haven't finished it, but it really... I mean, Utsuna. But it really has such a similar plot structure to Utsuna. Like, down to, well, like... I mean, it's, the, it's the same conceit. It's that, like, you know, she she has to fight all of the... All of the, you know... The, the council is essentially the evil exes. One of them is a girl. Like, 
the there's the big evil guy with a purple color aesthetic which you well, didn't I don't get know that, about that you didn't get that far but a, a, <laughs> the evil guy with the purple aesthetic like is that a Anthony's older brother it is yeah, yeah. I, I got to him sucks. being introduced but yeah he's the worst um, but yeah no I mean it is very like plot wise it's very similar I mean this is a story like the 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 crux of the story is that you have Scott Pilgrim who's a total deadbeat and you know he has to, he meets he falls in love with the manic pixie dream girl and has to you know defeat her league of evil exes to get with her mm-hmm. um you know which is very sim- it is very similar to the plot of utna i mean she and also to, you know there's swords pulling out of pull, swords being pulled out of people i mean at the end when it's revealed that um he has the all he's keeping all of the girls it his, looks his, just like the upside down it looks castle. just like the upside down castle in utna yeah i mean there's literally and i think this is something that was added in the color versions but no it's in the black and white version it's just easier to see in the color version the utna the poster, poster the utna poster on envy's wall i feel yeah, like okay. i've seen the screen cap of it in black and white before gotcha okay i that that would make sense it's just been you so wouldn't long since I've you wouldn't have recognized it when you read yeah. it the first time so that makes sense but yeah, yeah. I, like, I mean I I definitely recognize it this time it's it is super noticeable especially in color yeah um but anyway to, to what i was now that we've sort of you know established some of that context what i was saying before what, what is the plot of scott what, pilgrim john tell me well i the plot of scott pilgrim is that you know this guy or the, the plot of scott pilgrim to 16 year old me was this guy his life is a mess and he lives in a he lives in an apartment with his gay best friend uh, and they sleep in the same bed, but he spends his entire day walking around with hot girls and not doing anything. And to me, that was like, that seems, that seems, is that what being 21 is going to be? Cause that's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm going to hang, I'm just going to hang out and have no responsibilities and hot girls are going to talk to me all the time. You get to sleep with your best homie. You get to talk to like, yeah. You get to I mean, I'm sleeping with the homies anyway, you know? Like, it's wow. uh, like, why would I, you know, that's not even a downside for me. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> I love Wallace. Um, I love, I love Wallace. Wallace is awesome. Wallace Wells, the Scott Pilgrim's gay roommate. Uh, a character I'm sure we'll, we'll get to. But it is, you know, it is kind of funny reading it now. And, and it's sort of, I mean, it's it's obviously very different because it's not aspirational anymore because you've (laughs) once you when you when you when you know i'm turning 25 in two weeks and uh once you get to that point and you live through the things that scott's lived i mean i you know i graduated from college and then like fucked off for six to eight months and kind of didn't i didn't have hot girls that i was hanging out with uh i I mean i i had i did the whole like you know working part-time and like not having any responsibilities and then like having to get a full time, having to get a full-time job and like moving into my own place and stuff. And it's like, man, yeah. Once you have that experience behind you, you realize how bad it actually sucks the whole time. Like it's not, it's not actually that cool. Um, I mean, I think if you could do the thing where you like never worked a day in your life for like your whole life, that'd be cool. But like, I mean, that is kind of, that is kind of like the ending of Scott Pilgrim, right? Is like in the last, you know, volume and a half or two volumes, it's like, reality hits this kid in the in the face right he, you know and, and that's kind of the way it goes for a lot of people i think and that's a, it's a he's really just been coasting yeah and i mean it's a really relatable mm-hmm. experience for me and i think for a lot of people that like you know you go through high school and college and it's like you know my college sucked but like it wasn't that bad you know like i yeah. had minimal responsibility at the end of the day right like you know i had to pass my classes but you know i didn't even have to show up to some of them to do that 
you know, <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, it was just like, you know, you, you just kind of, and then you graduate and it's like, you know, if you're, if you're luck, if you're in a, if you're lucky, like, you know, Scott is clearly lucky. And like, like I was, you have like enough money saved up that you can just sort of like hang out for a little while. And there's no pressure to like enter the workforce full time. Or and then uh, it's like, in Scott's case, often just relying on the kindness <laughs> yeah. and generosity of others. Yeah. Having, having friends who like inexplicably will like do anything for him, which I mean is relatable, right? I mean, or, or maybe not relatable necessarily, but it is understandable. I mean, the thing about Scott at the end of the day is that like, he may be kind of, he is definitely kind of a dirtbag and definitely kind of a scumbag, but, and specifically to like people that he dates, he's an asshole, but like to the rest of his friends, like he's detached maybe, but you know, he's charming and he's the kind of person that you would, you know, you could easily see yourself caring about if you were mm-hmm. friends with him. Mm-hmm. Like, it's easy to see how, even though the, you know, the envy, you know, it's revealed later on. And this is one of the other great things about it is that there's so much information that's held back because Scott refuses to confront the reality of his life. Um, <laughs> and so at the end, you sort of find out that like, you know, all these things that you've been led to believe were like done to him, like these great wrongs that were done to him um, were really kind of his fault. And I mean, definitely like maybe not a hundred percent, like, like breaking up with envy, like, yeah, maybe it's not entirely his fault. And, you know, he came out of it hurt too, but like, it, it, you know, envy is, is not the, he, envy is not like, he, he's not the the sole victim of that, you know, mm-hmm. but you have the whole time. It's like all his friends are like, they were called, they all like refer to her as the devil and they, they all hate her <laughs> for, for, I mean, the, the Kim and Kim and wallet or Kim and, Oh God. Uh, I'm blanking on the other band members name. Uh, Stephen Stills. Yes. Um, they have other reasons maybe to to not care for Envy so much, but you're really led to believe by like all of the supporting cast that like she is some horrific person. Mm-hmm. Um, but you sort of see how you would get there, right? Like you have a lot of people that are loyal to Scott because he, you know, is like not the worst person. Like he's not the worst person in the world. Like you can make an argument, a compelling argument, even that he's the villain of his own story but he gets by on quite a bit by just like being nice and or like inoffensive yeah 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 inoffensive is probably the best the best word for it yeah and i mean like you know i I held up the the scott's sucks thing and you know i i do i do feel that but i also feel like he sucks but that's okay like i feel like most people at that age suck that's the thing about scott pilgrim Sorry, I'm. I'm not going to interrupt you. I. I will say my thing. No, after no, you're no. Done. Yeah, it's just that like it's 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 such a like you know he's doing his own coming of age thing where he's like trying to figure out responsibility too and like that's a scary scary time and everyone kind of sucks when they're doing that. It feels like so. Yeah, like that's the thing is like this is such like a like a weird magical story, but at the same time it's also so painfully human and like it's just about like people and their relationships to one another and how those can be like messy and hard to disentangle and like sometimes you do things that hurt other people and you don't mean to but you still did it and you kind of have to face that at some point Mm -hmm. you know like you can't just you can't just run away forever. That's what's something that Scott and Ramona are both kind of trying to do the whole series. And uh, they 
both in their own different ways have to come to realize that that's not something that they can keep. It's just not sustainable. Yeah. And I mean, that's one of the things that's so cool about the writing in this story too, is that it starts off very like from, I mean, I don't even really want to think it's like a morality perspective or whatever, but it is a very black and white story at the beginning. You know, it's like, these are rec- like, these could be, these it's could a, be Marvel. It's a black and white story, John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these could be, these could be Marvel characters, you know, these could be like, like silver age Marvel characters who like, you know, they, they have like personality, but like, and, and, you know, maybe they have some problems, but really at the end of the day, you know, it's very clear. There's very clear lines in the sand of like good guys and bad guys, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, you know, Scott is, Scott is the, Scott is the protagonist. Therefore he's the good guy, even though he, you know, he sort of does some bad stuff sometimes, but it's not really that bad. And it's clear that the people who are fighting, who, who he's fighting are like way worse. Um, and then as the story goes on and, specifically this is one of the things i think the book does really well is that you really get a better sense for the interiority of the other characters as it goes on um it becomes sort of i mean scott is always you know the perspective character but the book sort of does become less and less about scott's character as it goes on and more and more about the supporting cast about Mm -hmm. you know kim and ramona and uh envy to an extent and the, the high school sweetheart who shows up um lisa and and lisa mm-hmm. yes and and knives and, and and to a lesser extent you know steven um he sort of disappears for a lot of the comic but, i like that yeah. uh even though you don't see much of him like there is like the explicit acknowledgement that like yeah steven like had his own little like life shit going on and just you know everybody else had their own stuff going on so he didn't uh yeah didn't make a big deal out of it uh he spent a lot of time with a gay guy uh in a bedroom just the two of them and you know what it it worked out in the end but there's i mean you really get a you really get that sense for the interiority of the other characters Mm -hmm. in the ways that like the the ways that like they've been affected by by scott and really to your point i think then i think this is a really critical point that you made emily is that it's the it's about that sort of like social web, right? Like that web of people and how they all, you know, what one person does, it, it, it sort of has a pulsating effect that goes out through everybody else that they're friends with and in relationships with, or even like tertiary, like they go to the bars together, uh, you know, or whatever the case may be. And that all sort of plays out and affects everybody um, in, so, in one way or another. Yeah. Um, and so through that, you sort of come to the, it, and through that is really the lens through which, the the sort of morality becomes murkier and murkier and murkier because it, it becomes clearer and clearer that like the things that scott and ramona are doing are like hurting other people and that other people are being affected by that and that you know scott has been distant from you know and and, and for a long, always has been distant always has sort of tried to turn away from his problems i mean straight up right down to like not telling kim that he's moving and just like you yeah. know one day he's just gone and you know, when, when, when they're in high school, you know, and it's, yeah. And then it's the redemption or it's the, it's a classic redemption story from there too, you know, where you, yeah. Yeah. It, it's like, it's a, it's a part of a, a crucial process of maturing is figuring out the extent to which your actions have an impact on other people. And that's just like a big step that, a lot of the characters in this series have to go through. 
Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of them go from like that, like, hey, you grow up and you're the hero of your own story. And you're kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, what? everything I do is great. And it's like, you start off, you're the hero of your own story. Uh, and then, you know, you realize that, like, there's people in your life that are having their own stories, too, at the same time. And your your hero-ness in your own story affects everyone else, right? Mm-hmm. And that's it's not in my Scott. life, though. No, no, you're, you're, well, you say you're not the hero of your story, you don't affect people. No, I don't know. I, I am the hero and, you know, I of affect course. people, but only in good ways. Only in positive <laughs> ways. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, the uh, thing but... I'm always saying about you, John Luke. Is that you only <laughs> yeah. ever affect my life in good ways. Before, yeah, before the show, that's what we were talking about. Even though you guys were on the call before I got on yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that... that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And that manifests differently for different people, you know? Like, for Kim, it's, it's you know, realizing you can't cut it in the big city and going back home. And, I mean, that's real, right? Like, I mean, I think, you know, when you live a sort of, like, cosmopolitan, like, metropolitan life like that, um it's sort of inevitable that you know people like that who you know go to college in a in a big i mean living in dc for a, a long time like you, I, I know plenty of people like that you know who lived there went to college there, and like i'm gonna be here forever and then six months after they graduate don't have a job mm-hmm. and they're like ah, oh, well i'm moving back home you know and, and and that's like a real thing right like and that's really what I think makes Scott Pilgrim work is like you have all of this like set dressing, uh, this like sort of urban fantasy set dressing, which is obviously a very important part of the comic. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay it, but I mean, it is a very like, it is a collection of a lot of very real and recognizable experiences. I have a, yeah, I have a yeah. question. Did we, did we actually address what Scott Pilgrim is about from a plot perspective? So there's a guy named Scott and, uh, you know, he falls, you know, he falls for this girl Ramona, but in order to, you know, be with her, he has to defeat her exes. So, okay. Good luck, Scott. Is, I, is that correct? Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> that that's, that, no, that's right. I just really could not remember because we kept saying we need to say what the plot is. I don't think we ever and did. And I don't think no, we ever no. actually, I don't know no, if I we said actually what the made plot it was. there. Okay. Well, I, 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 or if we say it twice, that's fine. The second time can always be edited out. Exactly. And I, oh, to- yeah, definitely. We're de- things are definitely getting fixed in post on this show. Anyway, uh, that's 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 the thing we're going to do. There, there, there are probably some people who who may not have read Scott Pilgrim before. Mm-hmm. As unfortunate as that as that is. Yeah, I think our our big message here is just like go read Scott Pilgrim. Like even even the things like there are plenty of things in this book that I would say maybe don't hold up like and when i say that i mean mostly like social attitudes about things have changed so drastically in the 20 years uh or whatever not 20 years but uh close i yeah i guess close but not quite in the years since scott pilgrim came out like Mm -hmm. the way that they talk about and deal with like for instance like lgbt people is not always like maybe within uh i don't know there there were ways that that i there was some friction when i was reading it but ultimately like scott pilgrim is still like really good and mm-hmm. it's one of those things that i i kind of uh on on one of my other podcasts we came up with this term for classifying media called raccoon food 
which have you ever seen like a raccoon take like its food down it'll raccoons will take their food over to like a water source and like wash it off before they eat it and that's kind of how i feel about scott pilgrim is like i like so much about it that i'm willing to go down to the river and wash off some of the stuff that doesn't always sit as well with me and and enjoy the rest yeah and i I mean like we've talked about uh, you know, on, on our previous podcast, a lot of a lot of things that haven't aged well, like Why the Last Man is the one that comes up. And it's this like, aged much <laughs> better than Why the Last Man. I'll tell oh, you yeah. that. Like you, you can you can you can get through it, and, and it also and came out wonderful. much later. Yeah, I mean, but not not like yeah. No, I, I guess it was like ten, ten or so years later, or maybe not start, but at least not not that not not that much. five years. Like four or five. Why years. I was gonna say it was yeah, at I mean, least four or five. Yeah, but but it's like that similar thing where you were visiting, and, the, and and there were some things in the copy I read which still had like a lot of the, of the use of the R word, which I mean is not. Yeah, like... actually, I have this written down in my notes somewhere, but um, there was a the omnibus that I read uh came out in 2019, and they made some edits to the dialogue. I didn't go through because I didn't notice it at first until I saw a screen cap that someone had taken from the previous color edition and I realized that there was a, a change in dialogue but mm-hmm. uh they took out a lot of the use of the arsler um I don't know what other what other alterations were made because I wasn't tracking it but um I don't know I thought that was pretty cool I mean it's a nice touch I <laughs> There, there's a part of me that really thinks that like a work like this so much of so much of it is that it is like almost a, it's, it's a time capsule in a way and i really think that like preserving and, and i'm not like obviously you can get the old editions like nobody's burning yeah black and white versions of scott pilgrim you know um but i think that like i mean so much of this comic is like rooted in 2005 sure um, and, and it, it, it like right, like right down to like literally like this it, it you know it was written in an era like where not everybody had cell phones and things like that mm-hmm. and I think you know in that era like you know you could be you could be as progressive as the next person and throw and use the arsler and every other. Oh no, I mean today. absolutely like in that I mean around that time I was also probably still oh, using yeah. that because it was very commonplace. I just I think I understand like I I actually I did some reading like on unfortunately on reddit about uh the the update (laughs) in this edition and like i get where people are coming from about like not wanting to change the work as it already existed and like the fact that it is so the time period in which it is set is so integral to the story like preserving that as an aspect at the same time i just earnestly i don't think you lose anything taking out yeah the word no, no. It's, it, it's, and, not, it's not like it's not like it's more successful or even like yeah reads better because it has like you know a slur that used to be okay in 2005 and honestly i feel like most people probably would not even notice that like oh, this not. like there wasn't any sort of big to do about this issue coming out with like any changes or anything like the only yeah. people that are finding this out are people that obsessively read scott pilgrim and are now <laughs> reading a new edition so I don't know. Yeah. I I just think I, I, it's probably a net good that there's a version sure. that doesn't have that language because yeah, I can yeah, definitely. I, uh, oh, yeah, sorry, I was, I was just gonna say I agree with you. So I don't know. I'm cutting you off to say this, but it's like it's it's also like it's 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 the other point is like it doesn't want to be a thing where like you know 
we're just constantly going back to things and like changing things and like changing the work. But I think this is something that doesn't really affect the actual yeah. work. So it's like this isn't uh, adding CGI to Star Wars. No, it's 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 not it's not quite it's not it's not it's not that. I I mean my point was going to be to sort of both you know continue talking about the, that and also to sort of circle back to the point that you made about some of the like outdated modes of talking I, I, of, of talking about like se- queer sexuality and, and sexuality in general it was funny going it was kind of funny going back and reading um a couple reviews and interviews that were contemporary with the release of scott oh Pilgrim i should have done that too that, yeah and I, I tried to do that it was harder to do that for Watchmen, um but i tried to do that as well but for this I, it was it was much easier to find and there's uh a decent amount of praise for it as being like pretty progressive which oh absolutely which is so which is like and that's not too my point here is not that like we should hold it up as still hold it up as like a paragon of like you know progressive values or 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 whatever but my point is that it's it, it is like almost the perfect example to me of things that went from uh you know being maybe very being viewed in that light to you know just by nature of progress happening, you kind of, you kind of see them floating floating away from that. Which I which think is of really that as uh, the Joss Whedon effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is even way more. I mean, this is even like in terms of how this Scott Pilgrim treats gay characters, like it is way better than anything Joss. Whedon. Oh no, I I meant just specifically like something that comes across as very progressive at the time it comes out, but ages very quickly just based on the yeah. way that language evolves. Like absolutely, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I like I think why the last man not to go back to that, but I think when it came out, it was like seen as this like oh wow that is like you know so such a progressive book i don't think i don't think people read why the last man that way when it i'd be i'd be curious to know though they Uh, they did like i've i've well i mean i've read a couple articles back that's back when we were like looking at it and i was like i was just curious as to like when this was coming out were people like this is kind of weird or they're like you know what this is really important comic and like what they're saying and what you're saying but why the last man references i definitely (laughs) thought of it as like a progressive comic up until i reread it so i mean yeah. like yeah. i mean my, my point is just that it's like it's super fun to go back and read stuff like well for me as somebody who like it, it doesn't affect me really if something is progressive or not I, I find it it in this specific instance it is usually just more comical than it is like yeah. in any way upsetting so like sure. it's fine there is, yeah there there is something though about like those modes of, of comics that like don't really exist anymore like you can't really and, and this isn't even to like talk about like like social norms or anything but i mean a big part of this comic is that like it feels so self-contained because like it takes place before the like it takes place before the iphone came out you know people when people have cell phones it's just flip phones people don't have like this constant access to the internet and this interconnectivity which is something that like frankly a lot of comics have sort of struggled to integrate this into their storytelling but in a lot of ways has has, has sort of worked its way into uh, a lot of a lot of contemporary storytelling in terms of like how much more multicultural and interconnected a lot of stuff is. Whereas this feels very much like you, you couldn't really have a Scott Pilgrim that works the same way it does today because Scott Pilgrim in the age of social media is so different because such a big part of this is that like, you know, you're hearing things second and third hand, you know, it's like Scott is like mm-hmm. showing up at a bar and like being, t- and like at, at the end and is like, Oh yeah. Envy's back in town, you know, stuff like that. It's just like, or you're just like running into somebody, you know, he's running into Lisa at the mall and she like 
was doing her laundry. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. Those are the kinds of things that like, you know, they don't, it's, it's harder for that to happen when, you know, you're looking at Facebook or Twitter mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's so yeah, also like the whole, like the whole, the whole book, like the fact that it's set in Toronto is like, it's very clear in like the backgrounds and like, like, like the love he has for it and, and the references. And it's, it's really becomes a part of the part of the story and everything. But if they did it like 2022 Toronto, I don't know what, like it's not, there aren't as many iconic places where, cause Toronto's sort of become a bigger city over the years kind of thing. And it's lost that, like a lot, a, a lot of the places that made it sort of, sort of the, the cool place that, you know, he wanted to draw and write about. And, and also like you, there's, this is a kind of a small thing, but you get a lot of these, like, I mean, there is a lot of, there are a lot of urban fantasy elements in Scott Pilgrim. I mean, literally like he's, he, there's parts where he flies and pulls swords out of people. He gets an extra life. Which and I love. at the end. So he much. Fights. Yeah, it's all it's awesome. He he fights Nega Scott at one point. Like there's so much stuff like that that is really awesome and a really integral part of the story. But you also get these like con- the, not constant but like pretty frequent uh, references to like how much crazier it is down in America. You know, like Ramona's like, oh, you don't have subspace highways up here. Like that's a big part of. I mean, that's how they meet, right? Is like she she is teleporting through his brain basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's like you get all these allusions to like an even more like insane play, which, you know, is true. I mean, that is like, that is kind of the relationship that Canada and the U S have in and, a lot and, of ways. And it's like, it's, it's a little different. Like, like growing up, I, like when I was, you know, like early 2000s and nineties, the, the divide was honestly like, we you don't know, bigger with Canada exactly. and the US, And now it's, it, it's sort of like, and growing up, I was always like, Oh, we're so, oh, we're so different than the U S and now it's like, we're very similar but but smaller but like you know like there still are differences but they've sort of evaporated in the last 20 years a lot of them so mm-hmm. it's yeah we we both sell weapons to saudi arabia you know it's i'm not proud know, of it but <laughs> you know, do what you I'm, gotta do i guess <laughs> yeah i mean that, that's the, that's the thing right is that like there was an era where you know I, to, to pull a contemporary example where you know roe v wade could get overturned in america and you know in canada wouldn't you know Maybe you hear about it, maybe you don't. But now it's impossible not to, right? Like it's, you, you look at Twitter and it's, that's all you see. You know, you go to Discord server and it's, you know, people are talking about it. Like it's, it's stuff like that, right? That, and that is sort of what that, that sort of. That we're a lot more, captures. we're a lot more connected. It's globally. a lot more interconnected. Yeah. It's a lot more of an interconnected world. And that's, it, which is, I just find it so compelling reading like slice of life stories from, you know the old from the old times when, when even when like i wasn't really aware of that like i was like six or seven probably yeah. well older than that when scott pilgrim was coming out but <laughs> not by much you know like and it's 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 so compelling to see it's so it's so interesting and fun to see the world and in in that light which is which is totally different it's it's really cool i mean and i mean it's so it's so effortless too like the world building is very you know, Brian Lee O'Malley just puts stuff in there and it's like, yeah, I mean, all the characters act like it's normal. And, and there is some like unreliable narrator stuff. Like uh, th- there's like, there's like moments towards the end where it's like, where, where you sort of question, you know, some of the un- unworldly feats, you know. That's one but, of yeah. the things that I liked uh, or that I wish that like, like one of the failings i think of the movie adaptation was that it kind of tried to like shy a little more away from like the in- the intensity of the magical realism of the the setting like it kind of tried to like 
have it both ways by like it's normal the way that it is in the comic but also like characters are like what why is this happening there's a lot of like soy dialogue like that like that sort of like, so, observation yeah. I, could you put that could you put that in not internet brain poisoned words <laughs> for me please translate please <laughs> translate that to me i'm not on your level of irony poisoning no i mean I, I i just what that means is that it's like it's like sort of like that observational to go back to Whedon, like it's like, oh well, that happened. Weedness, yeah. That. It, it is yeah. that 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 is kind of what it is, right? Is it's like, and I mean, th- this was that was also like kind of a height of Whedon popularity, so it yeah. would make oh, sense yeah. that like yeah, yeah. some of that humor would end up making its way in as like this is well mm-hmm. appeal to the kids. It's actually yeah. one of those things that like over the years, I so. Scott Pilgrim is obviously like the movie was very important to me and I still really like the movie, but over the years have sort of cooled on it for some of those reasons. And and largely because there's a lot of elements of it, like the, the, the fantasy that uh, the comic just does so much better in terms of integrating, you know, like it's like, and and it's, it's, it's very rarely played for, it's very rarely solely played for jokes. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. the, the vegan bassist in, in the movie is like, it's just a, it's a gag, right? It's like you know Scott Pil- Scott gets it in the end by switching the soy coffee and the and the real milk coffee, you know. And it's like you know it's like ah ha ha lol like we we get it. It's a f- funny joke, but in in the in the in the comic, it's like there's like fifty or sixty pages of of this character being on on page, and you really yeah. get a sense for like you know what being a vegan means in in, he's, in the world of Scott Pilgrim. In the, in the movie absurd. he's like kind of just a a dumbass and in the mm-hmm. in the book he is like actively like he's much more malicious. A, a yeah. Well but and, and then at the same time like the payoff is still extremely funny. Yeah. Like oh, where, yeah. The, Chicken where, where the vegan board vegan? shows up to like take him away and arrest him because he had sorbet, which is I mean the bit know, where vegan. where Envy walks away from the table and is like gelato's vegan and, and like believes that. <laughs> you know? Like it's fun like it's still funny and it's still absurd, you know, it still has that yeah. It still has that quality to it. It's just it feels much more purposeful. It feels like there's much more to it beyond just like, you know, you know, the movie is kind of like a theme park ride in a, in a not to, you know, I mean, typically when people John say that, films, it's disparaging. For me, that's a positive. I love theme park rides. Yeah, me too. Let's it's, go. I, it's not necessarily a negative, but it's a lot of like, Oh, look at this thing happening. Look at this thing happening. Look, isn't this cool? You know, yeah. it's not very and frenetic it's... editing. Yeah, in the comic, it's all a lot more cons- and and the com- pacing wise, like the comic book is still like really kind of a, it's kind just, of breakneck. It's but. a fool's errand to try to make any comic series into a movie. I don't know why we yeah. have continued yeah. to try I mean, to like, do it. It, it. It's very rare to, that it works. I mean, we've only talked about Watchmen, and Scott Pilgrim, and they, you know both things that have had multiple adaptations. And it's, it's funny. Like, the next book we're going to talk about also has a film adaptation. It does. It does. It does. We'll announce that at the end of the um, episode. I but, guess. but yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to dwell too much on the on the. Yeah, no, it's it, but... just that, like, you know what, like, the comics as a medium can do things that other things just can't, and trying to emulate that, even if it turns out well, which I think you know the Scott Pilgrim movie does a pretty okay job of doing it. It's like it does it's a like, good job condensing the story. right? It's like read the, read the yeah. comic. It's it's great, and it's also just so easy to read this one. 
it just flows so nicely. Oh my it's god, big. I it's huge. I have it written in our notes, but like, how is it that Watchmen is or that Scott Pilgrim is literally twice as long as Watchmen, and it is like it's got to be more than twice, right? It like, is it's gotta so be like much. Four or five times. No, like, well, because Watchmen <laughs> is like five hundred ish pages, and is it actually, I, I mean, like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm I'm going off of the version I have on my uh in Comicsology, and it does have like some some bonus material i think but like yeah it is like 500 pages and scott pilgrim is over a thousand but like reading scott pilgrim is just it's easy breezy beautiful cover girl baby like it's so like (laughs) it's so smooth i read a hundred i read the last hundred pages just laying in bed this morning before i got up like yeah it is just such a and and i think part of it is also like the art style is just so much like Watchmen, you have so many more details that you're looking at in any given like square inch of page, but like Scott Pilgrim uses a lot of like simplified shapes and like there are less panels per page and it's just like it is such and that's not like none of that is disparaging. It's just you're- different. You're not yeah. reading the crazy journal of a 1980s yeah. QAnon. You don't have to read. You don't have to read yeah. several like written text pages of a man's memoir. And like, it's all and it's all conversations, right? In Scott Pilgrim, which is why it, mm-hmm. like it, it's so snappy. It's like back and forth, and like it's just written. The dialogue is so snappy, well dialogue. and the visuals it's, are snappy. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to like disparage it in that, like, because no, like, like, like no, that, has... no, not at all. <laughs> no, and I, I, know, I, know, I know that's not. I know that's not what you're saying. I mean, Watchmen has like, the, like visually there is so much going on in every panel and it has like this like great sense of like mise-en-scene and stuff like that and establishing the world and, and all that good stuff. But it's, you know, Scott Pilgrim, even though like, like there are like some panels that are drawn even simpler than the already like fairly like simple art style, but it's always employed with a like really strong degree of intentionality, you know, like you get those like really small insert panels where Scott is drawn like with like next to no detail after like oh, the he little... just gets brutally owned. There's you know? I like... have I have one specific panel I have saved on my phone that uh I hold on. I I screen capped it this morning and it's one of those where like Scott has just like no detail and it's just, oh, but it's, it's so always good. done to like convey like the mood of his character in the moment. Right? Oh yeah, no, like the, again, not not disparaging. I love it. Oh, it's and then Scott ran away to hide forever, and I'm gonna, yeah, yeah I'm gonna perfect. like hold this up to my camera. We'll we'll put we'll, yeah, we can put that in the we can put that in the show notes. Yeah, we'll it's, it's we'll post really this on Twitter when we post the episode. But I just yeah. this I love this shit so much. <laughs> And that's also so anime or like so manga rather. Sure. I mean, there's even stuff that you would think that like a film adaptation would be able to do well. I mean, things like, you know, lighting and, and stuff that the comic just does on another level. I mean, the shading in this book is in- incredible. Like every, which is like, it's so cool. Like that they did a colored version of it for this exact reason. And I mean, there's a lot you can do in black and white, um, but just like the way that this book uses color, color it's, it's, it's wild to think that like that that I read this for the first time in in black and white, and, and yeah. I, I I still think people should read the black and white version as well if you get if you're able to get it if you're able to get a chance to get your hands on it. But there's so much this book that communicates with color, um, and the like the tone and and, and mood of of of, pay, of of sequences and pages that like these are the kinds of things you would think would be able to be adapted into other mediums, but 
so frequently they aren't. And I think that's a big part of that is just like when it is such a singular vision from a, a smaller group, in this yeah. case, one creator, but you know, even in the case of other comics, you know, two or three or four creators, like you can do things like that where you can establish uh you can establish things that are thematic and and and, mm. and that you pull through that like when something is lit in a certain way it means something because and that's yeah. what it means throughout the whole comic you yeah know? and it really builds meaning in that way using a lot of different techniques and stuff like that that is just really really cool yeah and like compared to like a movie or even like a video game it's like you can generally if you're making a graphic novel like like scott pilgrim you probably have you know more time and if you need to delay it you can to really like get your vision done or whatever which which, which is nice and like a movie or like a video game you just don't have that because there's there's so many people involved in everything and so. also there's just so much less real estate like versus a movie versus a comic like mm-hmm. uh the the biggest problem with the movie is that it just tries to cram everything in it's like the movie is such an interesting like case of adaptation because it's it kind of has all of the right ingredients and so it should be perfect but like it just there it just kind of misses the mark even as good as it is like it's got like perfect casting like the editing is really good the music is really good like everybody looks the part like there are so many scenes that are literally just they use the comic as storyboards like and yet it still just does not quite measure up. No, I do, you know, at, over, as the years go by, you know, further and further question the Michael Sarah casting. Mm, disagree. I think some of the, some of his performance beats were not right there, but like, I still think that it, I still think he did good. I find Scott to be, I, I, I've always read Scott as a much more charismatic person in the comic. Like he's, he, he comes across as some, he's not, the kind of person that 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 could become wallpaper in a room you know like he's, he's the kind of he is yeah. the kind of person where he's very he's got that like, grin all, the whole time he's got that like that scott pilgrim grin yeah he's like he has scott pilgrim has swag <laughs> I, well i feel like michael sarah could have done that i wonder if maybe that's just like a choice in directing like because i feel like yeah. that uh, there is like he had within him like a, a more charismatic Scott and, and it just yeah. was not what happened in this film. I, I mean, Michael Sarah's like lack of charisma is all, is his charisma really? Like that's, that's his like acting style where he's like so uncharismatic. They're kind of like, huh, what's that Michael Sarah guy doing? That's yeah. pretty cool. But again, I mean, it's just like Alex, you made some like wavering moves, but Scott Pilgrim does have swag. Like that doesn't make him a good oh, no, person. I, I, I was just trying to, that doesn't make him like a good person or doesn't excuse <laughs> yeah. anything. Sometimes like smarmy people have swag and, and Scott is one of them. He's, he's, he's got a lot of confidence at the beginning. He's a little bit of a, like, uh, he's a little bit of a poor meow meow. Are you guys familiar with this term? No, but it does sound like something that would come out of your mouth though. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, poor little meow meow is like, it's, it's a Tumblr term and it's like a character that you, like that you love but also think are a little bit pathetic but that's oh, yeah. part of what yeah. makes them endearing is that you kind of yeah. feel bad for them and he, he has the confidence but not necessarily like the skill set to back it up and like but then he like jumps right back up in, 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 a, in a way that's not he like, has some of the, the skill thing. set just never when he like really needs it <laughs> He, I mean, he, he fights a lot. He, he does built, really well. He beats up a robot. I mean, he, he does two robots. Two two robots. Yeah, robots? yeah. 
and he defeats Negascott and gains the power of introspection or, or whatever the exact term is. Someday I'll gain that. That'll be, yeah. I think it's the power I, I, I of understanding. <laughs> understanding, yeah. I don't need that. No. I don't think it's important to me. Um, we understand you enough. But uh, I guess not to just belabor the, the, cons- the topic of adaptations, but Netflix is supposed to be making a Scott Pilgrim anime style cartoon. Yeah, I hope they cancel it. Well, I mean, they did just gut their animation division, and so, but I like, I haven't heard of it getting canceled or anything. I've heard that about, I've heard that about several other things, but like, Bone, this was Bone announced. Was one. This was, Bone is the one I like. I, I would much rather see Bone than Scott Pilgrim. This, I don't even want to see Bone. Yeah, and Bone is a way more like theatrical sort of the scott pilgrim anime was announced in january of this year and the news of them like basically decimating their uh yeah their animation department came only like last well, month people don't I like watching that. cartoons for, yeah that was last children, month apparently. john that's that's the yeah when this episode comes out it'll be two months ago yeah well that's not what i said we're in a time limit you guys don't know when we're recording this <laughs> Well, it's all we're stuck in a time loop just like those taco yeah. bell commercials i keep seeing i mean like oh my it God, could, it could really be cool <laughs> those make me not want to go to talk i do want to try the i do want to try the like hot ranch nacho oh, the fries, white though. the white hot fries bread it's so good is it really good the, the the black bean white hot nacho fries burrito oh my God. From taco bell. <laughs> it's the whatever they did with that white hot sauce it's it's not it is spicy. It's not like over the top spicy, and it really tastes like it has like a really good queso taste to it. I've really been wanting to try it. You, you, you I got, definitely you got, should. You, got a, you, you should. You should go. I will if we there, record so. again next week. I will. I will try it between recordings, <laughs> and I'll report Heck back. Yeah. They're they're sponsored. Yeah, they're very good. talk about talk about sponsor up. us. DM yeah. Twitter DMs. Are we open. want to live moss. <laughs> I, I'm already <laughs> living moss. You know, like. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, oh, yeah, um, okay, so like you guys are not you guys are not enthused on a Netflix um, anime. Like, I, I think they could do some cool things like art style with the fight scenes and stuff, but it, it's like everything else doesn't really interest me. And I yeah. have no faith in streaming service first content because it's almost one hundred percent schlock and drivel um that is pumped out to make people watch it for two weeks and then forget about it and i i think that for a work that is especially a work like scott pilgrim that is like you know so well done and so well considered it would be a shame for it to get that treatment um i i really think like if you're gonna spend 20 bucks or whatever netflix costs a month like just buy a volume of Scott Pilgrim once a month, and I, I guarantee you, you will have a better experience. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely believe this. Like, That's fair. The, the, there's a no, lot not, yeah. in these comics that you can. There's so much in these comics to digest that is, like, and there's so much depth to them, uh, and yeah. so much like artistry to the to the creation of. of, of I was like I was more so laughing at the at the idea of like buying the same volume of Scott Pilgrim every month. <laughs> you know, thirty copies of Volume One. I mean, you should if you're gonna buy one volume, maybe get three or four. I think those are the stronger, the strongest ones. But you know, mm-hmm. like what if that's what you want to do? But I just think that like I don't know. I I don't want to see things that I like, and it doesn't t- not that it takes away from the things that I already like. But I I I think that 
it's kind of a yeah i mean and at the same time if 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 it comes out and people watch it and then they're like hey i want to check out this comic book and it gets them to read scott pilgrim it's like great you know what it doesn't hurt me and more people reading scott pilgrim that's great i I know it doesn't normally work that way it's not like if it did then you know the marvel comics would be selling like well i okay not very good Uh, okay i'm gonna push back on two points i'm gonna get to what i'm gonna i argue with john about in a second uh alex I think that you see more success with that when it comes to things that are based on like graphic novels or more contained like indie stories. You see a lot more of people actually picking up the comic versions of these. It's when you get with like when you watch like a Marvel movie, you can't just track down the singular comic that that was based on. I'll read on. the Batman one. Yeah. You like go to your store and it's it, like, you, you can't really do that with a lot of comic movies, but when it comes to yeah. smaller stuff, like it is a lot easier to yeah. just go pick that up and, and see what That's you're true. getting into. Like Scott Pilgrim, uh, John, I'm going to push back on the idea that streaming TV is all drivel. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to disagree that there is a lot of it that's very bad, but like Netflix, I don't know how this is going to be since they are now like slashing their animation department, but they've put out some like pretty decent animated shows. Yeah, but my point is that their hit rate is really bad. Like there's, there's definitely highlights. Like I love Bojack and, and I know you love things like Centaur World and that conspiracy, the Department of Truth ripoff um, that was kind of cute yeah um you know like and, and i'm not I'm, i don't want to detra- i i i guess i shouldn't paint with such a broad brush because i don't want to detract from those things but the hit rate is somewhere in the realm of 10 percent. you know like i i don't want to take a nine to i don't want to take a one in ten gamble that a scott pilgrim adaptation is going to be good you know? at the very least i feel like if it sucks what's going to happen is that like people are going to talk about it for the maximum week, probably only three days after it is released. And if it's bad, like people are just going to stop talking about it and it will go the way of pretty much every other streaming show. I think that would happen. I think that would happen if it was good. That's no, the nature of streaming shows is like, but people don't talk about them. Ex- two weeks I mean, that's kind of, finish, right? like, that's kind of my point kind of though. Is like, general, even if yeah. you don't want it to happen, like it's probably not going to have any actual impact on you. Like how much do you think about the umbrella Academy TV show? Not very much, but I, I, but I do. Oh, also I like, like that one. Like, Don't I, get me wrong, but like you know, how much are you really thinking about it? Oh, what season four? This is this is a. I mean, this is such a different topic that is worth talking about. But like, I'm still thinking about the Northmen, you know, and I saw that two weeks ago. I'm still thinking about the Batman, which I saw at the beginning of March. I still haven't seen either of those. There's like they're both bangers. Like like good movies like that. You know, they they do have a way of like like good good entertainment does have a way of staying with. Oh no, yeah, no. I just meant I just meant with streaming. That's just sort of how things like move on, you know. Yeah, and and you know it would it would suck for Scott Pilgrim to to fall into that because it's such a special it's such a special uh, comic yeah thing. at the very least like we will always have multiple versions of the comic. Good. yeah absolutely absolutely I just would be yeah, I would be interested to see what an animated version would do I I have like written in the the doc like you know what do you think they would change and how do you feel about it um I. I'm kind of, you know, I'm hoping that they would keep like a, the, the time period, but, uh, 
Yeah. I mean, I imagine it would probably be that, you know, if any changes would be like that of the, the 2019 update, just taking out some of the, the language that doesn't age well and, uh, yeah. keeping all the stuff that still do, works. Maybe they do like a sequel one or like, you know, where it starts <laughs> off and they keep going. I don't know. I don't think that's you could, I mean, you could, you could do that. I, I think like Scott, the ending of Scott Pilgrim is really good. I mean, it's, uh, like the moment with him and Ramona going up the elevator. And I mean, obviously there's like the little epilogue where you see where every character is, but like okay. that conversation they have at the, in the elevator at the end is like such a perfect culmination of, of their, of their, of their character arcs, you know, like them fully realizing like where they've gone wrong, but also still wanting to, you know, give it a shot. It's, it's, it's just really good. And it's really real and really well executed. I, I think it's just a, mm-hmm. It's, it's such a good ending so of course there's stories you could tell in the universe afterwards but i, I don't i don't know that i don't know that they would be interesting yeah i i don't know that like i would maybe read like a one-shot or comic or two about yeah. uh you know side adventures from a from a character but i i'm not exactly interested in Envy should show up in stock girl i agree Slack girl should just continue, I think. Slack girl should just continue. <laughs> they should release new issues. Uh, Bradley O'Malley and Leslie Hung release an issue of Slack girl challenge. I can't believe that Slack girl was the best comic of 2021. It's uh, 2022. 2022. Uh, we should we should start wrapping it up. Yes, um, yes, we should. We have a crucial question though. Which character in Scott Pilgrim cries the most? Probably Scott. Scott. I mean, we see him the most. I mean, it's it's Scott or Knives, right? Like. Oh. I've got an off-the-wall answer for this one, I think. Okay. okay. I think it's Wallace. I think okay. Wallace... Hmm. I think Wallace is a character who puts on... He he puts on this, like, mask of having everything together. and aloofness. having you know, uh, Yeah, aloofness and having a really stable life. But, like, there's really these undercurrents of the whole time. He's, like, kind of pining for people that he's not with. Um, and, you it's know... I know, right? That's why but, I changed I, my Twitter name to Lesbian Wallace Wells earlier. Yeah, it's which is a good Twitter, which is a good Twitter name. I, I I think there's a lot about Wallace that like you don't see, and I think there's like there are a few moments in the in the text where you see like and very briefly see those cracks, like you know when he like when Scott sleeps over at his house towards the end, and like he sees him have like a back and forth with Mobile, his psychic boyfriend. You know, I think there's a lot of there's a lot that there's a lot of like that happens off panel with Wallace. And I, and I think Wallace is, is an awesome character and, you know, obviously one who has a lot of, uh, a lot of page time, especially early on, but I, I think Wallace cries more than anybody else. I think knives is a good answer too, though. Knives definitely, uh, you know, the 17 year old in the comic probably. Yeah. Is. Like, like, I, like I think by the end of the book, knives is like, a, you know, crying levels are normal. Um, uh, but, but till then, I think literally in terms of seeing people on panel cry, I think we probably see her cry the most. Yeah. Hmm. Um, before we go real quick, who's everybody's favorite character? That's a question that I want to know the answer to. I like Kim Pine. Kim Pine. I also, uh, I, I developed an, an even more intense appreciation of Kim Pine. I feel like I could write <laughs> an entire thesis on the lesbian coding of Kim Pine. Uh, oh, 100%. I, uh, I, I like her a lot. I, um, I am obviously uh, Ramona Kin, so, uh, you know, that's a whole thing that we have to unpack. I'm... <laughs> 
<laughs> John, I'm obviously kidding. I mean, I, 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 I know, I know. I, I love Ramona and I do relate. I but uh, the kin language is obviously kidding. Uh, <laughs> of course, but yeah. Ramona's a great character. But yeah, uh, definitely this time reading through, like my my appreciation for Kim was much more at the forefront of the experience. That- that happened the last time I read it during the pandemic. I was like, Oh my God, Kim is Kim is. And and it's so subtle too, because she's not a character that like has, and she ends by the end. She has a lot of page time, but she's not like, you know, the most like on, like she doesn't have like the biggest personality, but she's always around and you always get the sense that like, there's, you, you you get just enough interior. There's always a little something else going on with Kim. There's like there's a there's like a little trail of breadcrumbs with with, yeah, with yeah. Kim <laughs> leading to the leading to the end. You know, like mm-hmm. it's an every time you get a new one, it's like you know, it's like when you put your finger in like an empty Doritos bag and you scoop out like a little bit of the dust, and <laughs> it's it's like the best part of the whole bag, but it lasts. It doesn't last very long, and that's like every Kim pine panel. Wow. <laughs> I'm sure that she would be very uh, I'm sure that she would be very flattered that you compared her to Dorito dust I mean she has red hair she's a ginger it works you can you can also insert like any snack you like like it can be like you know when you're eating like a bag of sour skittles and you get like the sour sugar at the end you know it doesn't have to be Doritos no I just wanted to make fun of you I, I know I know just kidding, Scott's all our favorite. Scott, 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 Scott. Uh, Scott is my poor little meow meow. I just like feel so bad for him, and uh, at the same time recognize oh that so many of the reasons that I feel bad for him, he is also contributing to. Yep, but you still feel bad for him. Yeah, but that's yeah. just kind of what being in your twenties is like. Yeah, it's <laughs> very true. Mm-hmm. As I am uh, <laughs> about to exit my 20s, having turned 29 this year. Get out of here. Yeah, I'm exiting my 20s pretty soon, too, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> God! <laughs> anyway! Um. <laughs> um, so, uh, it's I guess it's not the doomsday clock, but we no. are we going to do a cry space? Yeah, you hear that sound? That's sex babom. <laughs> yeah, we we are sex babom. We're here to make you feel sad and think about death and stuff. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Perfect segue. Uh, so <laughs> what made you guys? <laughs> what made you guys cry? Either in this comic or just in general. Who's starting? I'm hosting, so it's not me. Okay. You got to choose though. No, Jean Luc's going. Go ahead. <laughs> I will. I will choose if you. Hey, no, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Um, I, I'll do something less than serious. I, uh, so it was, of course, May the 4th, um, when we recorded this episode and, uh, there were some promotions on, you know, a good old website I like to call shop.lego.com. Um, and you know, I may have spent a lot of money on, uh, (laughs) (laughs) on, you know, with those promotions. Can we guess, can we guess how much money you spent? Ooh, Price is Right rules, though. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, Alex, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Mm, you go first. Okay, I'm going to guess $200. Okay. Okay, I'm going to guess, because I, because I, uh, 
I know a set. Is I don't know how much Lego costs. I know they're expensive. <laughs> I know what it costs in Canada, so I don't want to go too over. But I'm going to say four hundred and one dollars. How do how do prices right rules work? You can't go over, right? You can't go over. I went over, didn't I? Uh, well, it's at taxes though. Okay, well, no, what, you, hold on. What was you, it? You you just barely went over. It was like three eighty. Damn. Um, I, so you mm, just. Mm, I almost just said 300. I didn't want to go over because it was prices Right rules. Well, you still won, though. I know, but I could over, have been closer. So. Um, and, you know, it's, I, I sent it to my parents' place because I'm in Colorado for another month and I didn't really want to, like, drag stuff around. So I won't be able to build my new sets for, you know, probably six, six to eight weeks at this point. That is a good so. cry space, then. Yeah. I'm sad about that. I, I haven't oh. built a Lego set in two months, and I, I really would like that to change, but yeah, not 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 anytime soon, unfortunately. The good news wow. is, I will have a smile space, I guess, when I get back, because there will be like a big. There, there's there were already like three sets that I'd ordered and sent there, so there will be like a big stack of sets that I will have to build when I go to my parents' place. Next, Damn, so that is. I'm looking forward to that. That's a nice welcome. Yeah, Alex. What's something that made you cry? Uh, it, I'd say it was it was it was it was a tears of tears of joy this week. Um, that made me made me cry. Uh, my cat's still not alive. I'm still waiting for that to happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, reference to last week. Real fans know. Um, Editor's but, uh, note: uh, Alex's cat died at the end of episode <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to it at this link. What's 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 the link, Jean Luc? It'll be below. Well, just be below this. Http colon slash slash. So yeah, the RSS isn't generated yet, so I genuinely don't. Before the pandemic started, this was after university, and an acquaintance from university put out an Instagram story, and they were like, "Hey, I'm joining a soccer league, and we need like six people to join." And I played soccer as a kid and hadn't played in a long time. And I was like, you know what? I'll do this. Um, joined that, became friends with those people. And then we stopped for the pandemic. But then just the league, because the league wasn't on. Uh, and we played soccer still every week, just us. And uh, this week was our first time back in the league. And we went out there and it was pouring rain. Uh, and there weren't nets because they were chained to the fence. So we had trash cans going. Uh, and we tied a 1-1. It was, uh, it was nice to be back there with, with uh, kick, kicking a ball in the rain. So. <laughs> yeah nice how about you emily um i started watching a sh- the show called severance are you and and it um i gotta say this show i'm going to describe it as very scary like it's oh. it it's horror succession i mean like yeah it's not that's how it's been pitched to me. It's not really like Succession because, like, you're dealing more with, like, the, like, people who work in a company as opposed to people who own the company. But, like... Shiv Roy works a lot. Okay. Don't disparage Shiv Roy on this Okay, <laughs> she works, but, like, she also does not have to work if she doesn't yeah, want no, to. I, I'm, I'm being completely facetious. <laughs> yeah. as, as the as the Shiv Roy defender. I, I mean, look, uh, we, are bo- was- <laughs> we are both... We are both human second and chivroy defenders first but uh <laughs> Correct. but no like the 
I would say that there are scenes in this show that genuinely, like, I'm, like, gripping the edge of my seat, like, almost crying with fear of what's about to happen. Like, it's, Yikes. it's really, it's really good. And they, there are character interactions that, like, the way that it is done is, like, it is obviously, like, it is supposed to be like a normal like nice interaction but also there's like a very sinister undercurrent and like i i feel like i end every episode being like ah <laughs> fair enough it's i really that's on my watch. I've, 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 i i kind of want to get it is it is honestly it is quite good quite good well i guess we can uh wrap up the show there um I'm sort of taking the reins here because I'm going to introduce the the book that we're going to do yeah. for the next episode two weeks from now. Doomsday Clock. Uh, oh, <laughs> we're going to do a double feature of Doomsday Clock and the Button Crossover. Ah, uh, <laughs> who did it? Who did it? Um, no, uh, we're we're definitely not doing that. Um, instead, we're we're going to be do a doing a a very important comic to the another very important comic to the to the history of comic books. I think. Uh, but also something I've never read, which is uh, Batman Gotham by Gaslight. Um, mm-hmm. And because it is so short, I'm I'm going to propose that we also do the sequel, uh, Batman Master of the Future. Uh, combined, they are a total of like 120 pages. I think no it is. A, I think it's a little longer than that, maybe. But uh, I know that Comicsology has a like collected edition of the two of them. Oh, the most of the yeah, most of the collected editions collect both the both of them. And I remember together. it being much much shorter than either of the things that we have read so far. So yes, which is part part which was part of my motivation in choosing. Makes me very happy <laughs> having something that's a little. I mean, still, I think there's going to be a lot to dig into yeah. i mean it's a i don't sure. want to talk too much about it but you know it's like it's the comic that broke mike mignola out you know like i had never yeah. heard of this before you brought it up in the group chat so i'm very yeah, yeah, excited yeah. wow yeah well and then uh yeah then the week after we can do like one solitary like garfield uh you know yeah we're just <laughs> yeah one, yeah, one, one, yeah, little one three one three, loaf three of panel. garfield one three panel garfield Oof. comic and then after that, to, to go even shorter, we'll do one Heathcliff panel. Yeah, <laughs> get us some garbage to Heathcliff. That's a wow. I I don't think that's going to be exactly the schedule. And then right? we'll do Batman from 1940 to present. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll, we'll 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 bank episodes by doing like really short things, and then like we'll just spend a year reading every <laughs> issue of Batman, uh, and then record an episode on it. And then inevitably I'm going to put it off. So I'm going to be stuck reading 50 years of Batman in like three days. <laughs> you, you will have never, you'll just like, you'll, you'll have like four devices. Like just, you, you'll, you'll, you'll just be Ozymandias from the end. Like with the TV screens, just reading every Batman comic simultaneously. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, no. So we'll, we'll be doing those two for, for the next episode, uh, which will come out in two weeks. Um, and then, We'll announce what we're doing after that next week or next episode. So you can go ahead and and pick that up and read, read along. And if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you could do that at crying book club. John Luke, where can people find you on Twitter or the internet in general? You can find me uh, at at Mountain Dew Liker. That's MT Dew Liker. Um, and probably by the time this comes out, I'll still have the Kim Pine profile picture, so you'll yeah, nice. <laughs> we'll be able to uh, 
to to see that. And then you can, if you want to, you know, look at star ratings of movies I've seen, you can follow me on Letterboxd. I'm JL Botbill over there. And Alex, where can people find you on the internet? Find me on Twitter at Alex Hansier. But ever since that Elon Musk bought it, I'm done. I'm <laughs> done. God. Find me on Telegram. I don't know. Oh, dude, I've got some sick Telegram channels. You oh, should join. no. No. Actually, no, let's, let's just talk on WeChat. Find me on WeChat. <laughs> if you'd yeah. like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at mpandanata. I am also on Letterboxd at Panda Boar. Uh, it's like Panda Bear, but with an O instead of an E. And, uh, you'll never guess where it is. Uh, I'm also on Twitch at Pandabore. By the time you're listening to this, I am still probably every Monday streaming Ace Attorney games, and it is based on how the last one went. Definitely fun. still uh, objection. Still okay, games. fuck off. It only took me a really long time to get the first one, and then yeah, I did only one. Yeah. very well. In you speed ran the rest of it. I didn't speed run it. I just did it at a normal pace and. <sighs> The, it seemed like a speedrun compared. Is that the, the... Yeah, I just took like 10 minutes because for whatever reason, my brain was just not making connections, even though John Luke got it a full five minutes before I did. Just watching wow. it. In the I'm audience. glad you guys are both on this show. But um, yeah, you can watch me play Ace Attorney on Twitch. And I also have podcasts. They are Imagine Me and Utena, the fresh podcast market. And that looks terrible, which I... I'm, I don't know when the first episode of That Looks Terrible is going to be out, but hopefully it'll be out by the time one of these first episodes of this podcast is out. But which one? We'll find out. Cool. Well, we'll uh, talk to you all next week. Bye. Same bat time, same bat channel. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs>